Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to the Bangs and Beard Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking a lot of shit. Like, a lot of shit. But it's right. like, it's it's valid shit, you know? It's not just like me talking out of my ass. I'm just, I'm I mean, talking, I'm talking a lot of shit. If it, you're, oh. We have to we have to give the illusion that we are professional in profession. some sense. Good. Oh, good. Yeah, I think you're you're leaning it back on it. Or did you just wrap it around? Uh, what did you do? It's There we go. Alright. There we go. Alright, quiet on set. Okay. <laughs> um if you if y'all don't know, we decided to start filming uh we decided to start filming our episodes. So if you're watching this on YouTube, then you know exactly what happened. If you're listening to this at home. Don't worry about it. D- nothing happened. Don't worry about don't it. Don't ask questions. <laughs> um, okay. So I, in the month of October, I read Little Women. Um, it is now in my top five favorite books. It is a lovely story of an american family um during and post civil war um it's about four sisters it's a coming of age story about four sisters yeah um and each one of the sisters is lovable and likable little women has been made into so many adaptations it's a little ridiculous um and Greta Gerwig recently in 2019 before all hell broke loose uh released Little Women on Christmas Day I didn't go watch it because I wanted to read the book and I didn't get around to reading the book until last month so we I read the book we stole your parents stars log on so that we could watch the movie because it is streaming for free on stars if you have a stars if you have the stars app or whatever i think you i think it's like what hbo go used to be where it's like if you have like a tv yeah if you have a tv provider you can log on to the app with your provider yeah because you're already paying for it right yeah so so we stole his parents log on and yep. we watched little woman um what was it like two it's fine two no it was last week yeah it was last week last week last I think weekend so. like last saturday or last sunday or something no i don't know i don't remember anyway. we, we watched it within the last week yeah. um i fucking hated it i went on a, a a long rant a rampage i went on a rampage a about tirade. how bad this movie is yeah and and you didn't like it either no i didn't like it but but i i was i took it personally yeah i was I had, as invested I, no shit like i finished the book at like twelve fifteen a.m yeah on saturday and then we watched it Sunday night. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I had no shit, like just finished the book, which may have been like my mistake. Like maybe I was a little too close 
Like yeah. maybe I should have allowed a couple of days in between before maybe a watching the movie. Maybe a little more than a couple of days because yeah. I feel like it still would have been fresh and you still would have been like hypercritical. But I also, I think that even if I had given, I, so, I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But like, I was just, I had so much hope for this and there's this the, the whole thing like the reason that i don't like like call me a hipster or whatever but the reason that i don't like watching or listening to or reading or whatever like mainstream shit things that like people are very 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 excited about and hype like people hype it up is because i'm usually disappointed yeah it's because like i get this idea of like oh okay it's gonna be like really fucking good literally no person that i had talked to that had seen it had said a negative thing about it and so i was like okay cool i've talked to a variety of people no one has anything bad to say about it so it must be good no no and i'm not and it's like it's not necessarily that like those people were wrong like you like what you like which is honestly yeah. that might be it's not just a knock like, on them i think we should it's just put your... a, we should put you like what you like on a fucking t-shirt we say yeah. it damn near every episode <laughs> yeah we do but like it's true like you like what you like you have everyone has their own taste and maybe my taste is just not this film but i yeah i think that's I kind of what it boils down i to. couldn't stand it yeah i and i'm not a movie person i'm not like i don't really care about movies i don't care about television i like books i like writing i like music i like things that (laughs) i just i have you like what you like i like what i like and i have so many issues with like celebrity culture anyway and that includes like sports or and tv shows and all of that stuff i just like i don't it's not that i don't understand it i get why people like movies and tvs and 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 stuff like that because it's it's a form of escapism from just like <laughs> the mundane reality that we all yeah. the mundane or in the case of 2020 just like the horrible reality that we're living in um but it's just it's never been my thing um it maybe it was i think it was maybe like as a kid but as an adult because i moved to college and then like we didn't have cable like we didn't have like tv anymore and that was before netflix was like a big thing that everyone had so i just didn't i I didn't care right i was like cool i'll just like focus on my schoolwork just kidding i'll just lay here and be depressed because basically all of college i was just big depressed um but yeah so i i don't like I just I wanted to pre- I wanted to preface it with like I'm not a movie person. I don't I don't care about movies. And so maybe that's why like this one just really didn't do anything for me is because I feel like I feel like the this the types of things that this movie was like good in was maybe like costuming and like the music and which are things that they got like nominated awards for like they won awards for whatever but they also got nominated for screenplay and which is bullshit i don't you got i just yeah yeah and like the and this might be part of the like i don't understand like 
movies and things like that so maybe i'm misunderstanding like what screenplay is like what what is that's like the actual like writing of it right yeah like like the adaptation like writing of it it makes no sense to me so then the explanation is that hollywood is up greta gerwig's ass and that's the only <laughs> okay so like know. while we were watching it you were doing research and you had said like you can't find a single person to say anything bad about Greta Gerwig which yeah. automatically is like a huge red flag because like everyone has critics yeah. and so for someone to not have a critic I'm just like I don't trust it like yeah. what are who are you paying to like <laughs> I just you know yeah. like especially in like in the entertainment industry every single person has a critic except for maybe like Tom Hanks but even still like, you can find someone that's like no, no, like he's got right you know. but there wasn't even anyone who was like man I don't and yeah like, any of the like all of the critics all of the reviews of this movie specifically but just Greta Gerwig and her like filmmaking was like oh everything she does is masterfully done it's it's like well crafted it's yeah, I couldn't find a single just, movie critic who was like, "Here are the good things that she did. They're like these are the things I liked, but then it could have been improved here and here. Like these are yeah. this is where it was lacking. It was like very At, like this movie is a fucking masterpiece, yeah. and every there's nothing we would change about it. And I'm like, there's a lot of shit I would yeah. change about it. The fact that like I found <laughs> I found like one article that had this that shared the same sentiments with me and it was by just like it was like a local nebraska like <laughs> it was just like an article in like a nebraska time yeah. i don't i don't even remember it was it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like a huge publication right which i again is like a red flag for me because i'm like everything in the entertainment industry has has some sort of like well what was the like hamilton does and which like understandably and like i'm trying to think of other there's a like (laughs) like there's so many huge titles and like so many like huge players in the entertainment industry and like you can find like at least a couple of think pieces about them and like you couldn't find anything about this adaptation of little women yeah and it (laughs) I just, I don't, I, there's so many things. So let's just, let's just fucking get into it. Um, because I could go on and on about how much I hate it, but if I don't actually tell you talk why I it. hate it and like talk through it, yeah, I wrote a, empty <laughs> I wrote a very long note, um, that sort of, I'm not, I'm like I'm struggling so hard because I I'm not good at like critiquing things I'm not because I get ahead of myself and I like I'm not good at organizing my thoughts as I'm saying them yeah and so I that's why I'm a writer is because I much prefer like I can I can think through like what I'm saying yeah and you can like, like move things around to yeah organize it and later. Yeah, yeah so like bear with me because I have a lot of shit to say and I might jump back and forth, but I tried to organize it with my two, my two biggest gripes were the timeline. That's like the biggest thing. And then like, um, some casting choices, which like, I didn't like the cast at all. 
Um, not because I didn't, really? not because I didn't like the actresses or actors. I mean, I don't like Timothy Chalamet, but like, I like all of the actresses individually. Yeah. But in this film, Together. I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I think, but again, I also think that it comes, it all, it always comes back to Greta Gerwig because these are choices that she made and like, yeah, you I mean, can't necessarily like, I think like you took some issue with the writing though. Yeah. And that's not necessarily on her. That's. She didn't write this. What what were what was like her role in this? She was the director, but like I think she helped develop screenplay. Okay, um, I see, and that's that's another thing where it it's helpful to it's helpful to know like what like I'm not really even sure I know what like a director like what all that job entails. Oh, okay. So maybe like can you? And you break that down for me. And, like, this is probably something I should have researched before, so... Oh, no, that's fine. Like, we'll... We can get into it, Because, like, same thing. Like, I like movies. I know a very basic... Like, I have a very basic understanding of what, like, the jobs entail. As far as, like, director, producer, executive producer, that kind of thing. But, I mean, my knowledge doesn't go No, she was a writer. Far. Oh, writer yeah, and director. Yeah, she was writer and director. Okay. Yeah, so again it comes back to her yeah because if you so like if 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 two actors just don't like if they don't have like the the chemistry or whatever together like there's only so much that like direction and writing can like overcome but i i honestly think that like like so florence Pugh. (sighs) here's the thing florence Pugh. I don't know how to say her name. Like Sort uh or something like that. Oh, I'm Ronan. I'm just gonna go by her last name. Sort Sorcy. No, because I said Cersei, and it's not Cersei. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. Maybe I should let me Google it. Um, but like Emma Watson and and um, how do you say her name? And Florence Pugh and like all of all of the actors and actresses, <laughs> except for Timothy Chalamet, because I don't I don't think he's a good actor. I I think he's I think he's a very particular type of actor, and I think that he he should be typecasted. Really? Because I don't think he has the range. He's too moody. He's too, like, he can't play everything. And I think that's fine. I think it's fine to have, like, a specialization. But I, I, yeah. I didn't like him in this. He's just, like... But what else have you seen him in? <laughs> nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, like, but I... People had talked to me about him before yeah. and saying, like, basically the only thing that, like, people widely liked mm-hmm. him in was um, Call Me By Your Name. Oh, really? Because, like, <clears throat> the movie Boyhood won, like, a ton of awards that he was in. Did he win awards? I think so, yeah. Hmm, I don't know. He makes me very uncomfortable. I am so uncomfortable by him. And I know, like, and I get, I read my notes, I'm like, listen, I know he's a, a grown-ass man. I know that he's, he's your age. Yeah. He's, like, a couple months younger than you. Yeah. Um, And that I just am, <laughs> is so icky. I just feel like. I should not be watching him do anything because it feels it feels like I'm watching a child like and then like and I think it's just because he has a baby face maybe but like but he when you like, look at him he has a you, teenager face yeah he looks like an e-boy he looks like a a, a 
Gen Z e-boy. How do you say this girl's name? Look up, look up pronunciation. Sersha. Uh, uh, Sersha. Okay. So Sersha Ronan. I like her. I yeah. love her. Yeah. I think she's a great actress. Yeah. In like in in the things that she does, I I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. She was great in Atonement, even though I hated her. <laughs> I hated her character. Oh, have you, okay. you haven't seen Atonement, I haven't seen have Atonement. you? Okay. Well, it, and <clears throat> you're not supposed to like her, basically. Okay. Um, and she does it well because she and she's also a child. Oh, so, okay. like, that's the thing too is that like for child actors, there's like a like when they're children, there's a certain level of like <laughs> I can forgive you because you're a literal child. Yeah. She was very good even as a child actress. Uh, yeah, I think she's a, a very good actress. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, honestly, and I think all Flor- of the actresses are very good. Yeah, Florence Pugh, like Laura Dern, fucking... Um, is that... The mom. The, oh, okay. Who was the girl that was in uh, Sharp Objects? Eliza... I, I never... Eliza Scanlon. Yeah. I... Yeah, and so so it's like in Meryl Streep, like, all... like. Every single, every single person, except I don't, I can't say anything about Chalamet. <laughs> I know that's how you, I know that's not how you say his name. If any like Gen Z people, like any of those Gen Z like goth sad girls come across this podcast and hear me talking shit about their Lord and Savior, Timothy Chalamet, I am going to get eviscerated on the internet. Yeah. I am. Uh, let me preface this in case there are any Gen Z <laughs> like sad girls tuning in. I am 26 years old. I am not supposed yeah. to like Timothy Chalamet in the way that you like Timothy Chalamet. It, I, it, <laughs> he makes it. me uncomfy. I'm so uncomfortable just like <laughs> even for talking he's my about age. him. <laughs> I know, but like it's. It, uh, I don't know. He yeah. his fan base is filled with like. 13 to 18 year old and with the occasional like 22 year old Uh, it's it's fine if you like him it's fine if you think he's beautiful but i personally am an attractive man very uncomfortable i'll give him that sure he's got a good jaw he's got a good jaw yeah but his eyes though also he's just he's so skinny I mean, don't blame him. Like, I mean, it's not his fault. I know it's not his fault. He's just like, I just, uh, I don't know. Don't body shame him. He gives me the ick. And not, and it's not because of like the way he looks. I don't know what it is about like him. Yeah, he's there's just like like if he were to flirt with me in person, I'd be like, stop. It's weird because it's just I don't uh, I can't I don't know. Anyway, this whole cast, like everyone in here is great because I've seen them minus Chalamet and other stuff. Yeah, and so I know they're good. Yeah. And I actually I haven't seen Florence Pugh and anything else, but I know she was good in Midsummer. She was great in Midsummer. I have my own gripes about Midsummer. <laughs> oh, that's what we should do. We no. should. I'm not watching Midsummer. I won't. I won't watch Hereditary or Midsummer. I just. I can't. I won't watch it again. I know you won't watch it yeah, again. I can't. But <laughs> it would be real nice to go through and just have you talk shit about a movie for once. Because all can, I do is talk shit. Yeah, we can find one. Uh, I'll. I'll say this about Midsummer. I like horror movies. I don't. I, I left that movie feeling like I wasted two and a half hours. I, I just. Yeah. I would never watch it again. Yeah. I can't get like, I can't get very specific about it because it's been a while since I watched it. Right. 
Well, that but and like I felt like it was a waste. <laughs> that and this one is about Little Women, but yeah, that's for another day. Another um, day. maybe we'll maybe on Patreon we should maybe on Patreon we should just start like writing our <laughs> our hot our hot takes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Florence Pugh, I haven't actually seen her in anything else, but I know objectively, and you can tell in this movie too, like she's good. She's a good actress. So for the, for like, for all of these great actors and actresses to just like fall short. Yeah. Like they, uh, how do I explain it? It's like their talent was wasted. Their talent was wasted. You can tell that Greta Gerwig went through all of the hottest names in in uh, Hollywood, yeah. like all of the like hottest up and coming actresses, mm-hmm. minus like Meryl Streep and Emma Watson. Although I don't think I think Emma Watson is a little irrelevant. No, I love her. I love her so much as like a yeah. human. But I think in the in like Hollywood and like the acting sort of thing, I think she's she's kind of like. But I think her name definitely still carries that weight. It does carry a weight to it. And I yeah, think she like because she, every twenty six year old who grew up loving Hermione will watch yeah. anything she's in. Yeah, I, I think it's still the case where she doesn't really have to like her agents don't have to really reach out for jobs. No, things come to her and yeah. she says yes or no. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So, but like. To, I just okay. You know what? We gotta go, go back. To we notes. gotta go back to my note. Yeah. Because my I'm struggling so hard because I wanted to like this movie so much. Yeah. I think that's what's upsetting me is that I really, really, really wanted to like this movie, and so for it to fall so fucking flat for me is just heartbreaking, because I. Like, especially, so especially now with like, with book adaptations now, we have like the technology and like, there, like there's so much available to us now mm-hmm. that like, you can really take a book and like, make it come to life just with like the amount of like, effects and shit that we had. Yeah. You know? I, I will say that I think, um, I really like... I'm glad that books are starting to move into small screen. I'm really glad that books are starting to get adaptations. What do you mean small screen? For like television. indie film? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, like series. What's getting moved into a, a TV? Sharp Objects was a book. Oh, that that's adapted. right. By um by Gillian Flynn, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like that kind of thing. <laughs> we we had just finished Sharp, Sharp yeah. Objects, who which the sister in Sharp Objects. We're not going to, if you haven't watched Sharp Objects, yeah, Emma from, she was, she played Beth, which we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But yeah, so uh, I'm really glad that books are starting to move into that category of of entertainment because with series, you have, you have the time. You have eight hours. Yeah, you don't have to like (laughs) to spend with a character. Yeah. 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 It's hard to condense a book into an hour and a half to right. two and a half hours. Which, like, which I, and so, before I get into, like, my things, there's a couple of things. One, I'm not a movie person. Yeah. Um. Two, I don't go into any book adaptation movie with the expectation that they'll get everything right or that they'll even, like, include everything. It's I, impossible, that's, that's yeah. That's impossible. It's completely unrealistic to walk into a 
a movie adaptation of a book and expect them to get every single detail. They won't. No. Um, but there are certainly like big things that need to be hit. Yeah. And like certain like ways that things need to be done. <sighs> it's like if you include a very specific scene in your movie that had a pivotal moment in the book, it needs to be you need to like or have the same impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting every single little thing to be included in the book or in the movie. I think we're both thinking the exact same scene when we're talking about that. The ice scene. That's what I was thinking when I Oh, the ice scene? That. It was like that seems like a very pivotal moment. It's not. Oh, really? It's no, it's not as it's not as big of a a thing as as It was it was sort of a pivotal moment for Joe because and we're talking we're talking about the scene where Amy falls through the ice and uh, Lori and Joe rescue her. It in the book, if I'm remembering correctly, I also have a shit memory. So like there's going to there might be things that I'm misremembering. But in the book, I remember Joe hesitated to like she. So, OK, it was right after Amy had burned joe's novel that she'd been working on basically her whole life yeah so like understandably joe was fucking pissed like that makes sense um and then like i think like the next day or some some time after that had happened joe still wasn't talking to amy and she amy was like joe you promised that i could go to the ice with you and and Lori to go skating and she chases after them anyway because Meg was like, you know, go after her. Just right. wait until she's in a good mood with Lori and then, you know, say something kind piece, and she'll yeah. get over it. Um, and so Amy had followed them out to the ice and then you hear Lori say to Joe, hey, the middle is thin. Don't don't skate in the middle. Like Joe at this point knows that Amy's coming up behind them and doesn't say anything to Amy about, hey, don't go in the middle. Um so Amy skates in the middle, not knowing, and falls through. And Joe hesitates in the book. Like Joe doesn't like her. immediately rush over. But I think like the choice to have like Joe, and it, they do it in the nineteen ninety four version too. The choice to have Joe like rush over with Lori to help get her out of the ice. I think like in a movie scene, like in a in a movie sort of adaptation, that makes sense because you don't want to like you can't really like illustrate so i the thought process that joe went through in the book but and i may not have been paying attention enough in the 1994 version to catch it but you weren't paying attention at all in the 1994 version i was you were editing like 200 photos kind (laughs) of okay so in the uh greta gerwig version Joe has a conversation with her mom afterwards right. and talks about that right. whole thing. Which so, happens in the 1994 version too. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why not have her hesitate slightly, even if it's just for a moment mm-hmm. and then talk about that with her mom? Because then you have... Right, which is how it happened in the book. Yeah, you have that conversation because you're going to have the scenes in there anyway. Right. Just write them so that that thought process and that feeling yeah, is discussed. That's true. Yeah, I mean, again, that's it's yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's just I mean, I mean, someone who in, doesn't know. <laughs> I will say, like in the 1994 version, they did have Joe hesitate a little bit. She didn't like scream, "It's Amy!" Yeah. Like she knew it was Amy, but yeah. she like heard someone. 
also the 19 let me just take a quick second to say that the 1994 version of little women is absolute perfection in your eyes disclaimer in your eyes. no 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 <laughs> it is widely accepted as perfection every single person that i had talked to about the 1994 version yeah. they're like listen it's yeah it is so good nothing and also my friend my friend yvonne who is a huge like she was like she had like the movie pass Oh, really? So she loves movies. Like yeah. that's like movies are a part of her personality. Yeah. And so she like she knows. You know, she knows enough about like movies in terms of right. like in general, but then also she's seen enough movies. And she's like in her she's in her like her late thirties, so like I you know, I trust her. Yeah. I trust her to have like a good, good opinion, opinion on like most things. Yeah. So, okay. Greta Gerwig's 2019 little women the most glare the biggest issue that i had with it was the timeline you start the movie when joe is in new york and then you end the movie when she's in new york too and then you basically spend the whole movie going back and forth between like present present day and like the past which i get that like this is a a new adaptation of something that's been done a million times so you have to sort of switch it up a little bit but the way that gerwig like signals that it's a different time is just changing the color grading so things are lighter and airier and warmer and and the present day is cooler and moody and moodier because obviously like they go through a lot of shit beth fucking dies yeah like Beth dies the family is kind of like split up like you don't get like there's not a whole lot of like happy when everyone is separate so like I get like I I don't have an issue with the color grading necessarily except that it was literally the only and then like once Joe cut her hair yeah so Joe cuts her hair off when they find out that her dad's sick Um, she cuts her hair off and sells it and gives it to her mom to take to you know washington with her yeah um so that she can you know pair away or whatever and so then every scene thereafter like we know it's a flashback because joe doesn't have any like she has really short, short hair yeah so like fine fine except that there was like you don't get to that point until like three quarters of the way through the movie or whatever and so <laughs> like if you're just a regular person watching movies you're not going to pick up on the color grading necessarily. Yeah. Like I didn't at first until you had looked it up and you're like, Oh, this is going to make you mad. Like yeah. this is how she's signaling between back yeah. and forth. If you are like an indie film kind of like movie snob. Sure. Yeah. You'll pick up on it. But like yeah. when, and I get that like movies can't always be made for like everyone. I get that. Not every, but like this is <laughs> like you remade little women Little Women is like one of the most like lo- like beloved books that yeah. there ever was. There's been so many adaptations. You knew that a huge variety of audience was going to come right. and watch this movie. But I think and you still catered to like your little ladybird fandom. Okay, so to play devil's advocate a little bit. <sighs> oh, what a straight white dude. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. What a straight white dude you are. So, I think it can be said that like she's not making this movie or the person that's going to see this movie isn't 
gonna be someone that pro- like hasn't read the book. Like Little Women, Little Women wouldn't catch the attention of someone who doesn't know what it is. Yeah, I agree with you there. So, but again, uh, my biggest one of my biggest things was that I had finished the book literally that morning. Yeah, and I was still confused as to what the timeline like i was i was then like confused about details in the book that i had literally just finished yeah so that's a huge that's a huge red flag to me is the fact that like if i had just finished the book it was fresh in my mind literally the whole like i i finished like the second half of the book like in the two or three days up yeah before we watched the movie so like it took me i mean it took me like two weeks to read the book so like this shit is still i don't have the best memory but this shit is still fresh yeah so like i hadn't had time to forget the details yet you know and for me for me to be confused so confused because the thing the thing is too is that like i'm okay if like you're jumbling up present day but like even even the flashbacks weren't in chronological order and the flat and and like if you're going to jump back and forth between like present day and flashbacks, then make your flashbacks in chronological order because basically like it would, it would jump back and forth between like, Oh, Beth's dead now. Oh no. Oh no, she's not. Oh, well. And, and like, and it just like, you don't get enough time because you're so busy jumping back and forth. You don't get enough time to like get connected to any of the characters yeah like they're because you're like you're you're doing so many mind gymnastics to try and keep up with what's happening and and at what point in time you are that like you can't then focus on like the characters themselves right which again for you to take little women which is such like a love story and then take like all of these characters who are like widely loved by every every single person who has ever been touched by the characters from the 1994 version and and like before like to take these characters and make them like so unlikable and like i don't know that unlikable is necessarily the right word but like you don't you don't yeah you don't feel for them you don't have they are very one-dimensional they're very shallow it's like you're and like for some reason when the characters like so i wrote at the bottom of this note that watching this movie feels like you're watching a dress rehearsal where it's like oh really where it's like like you're watching a dress rehearsal where like everyone's dressed up and like the scene is set and like things like that but like you're not in front of a real audience yet so you're not like giving it your your go you're like full you know you're not full sending it yeah like it felt like watching a dress rehearsal where it was just like people running through lines to make sure that they had their lines memorized. That's what it felt like to me because like when the characters are talking to each other, they talk very fast and like some things are very fast and rushed. Some things feel a little bit more natural, but for the most part, like you can tell that they're just like reading lines. I like, I, I didn't feel like any of the characters actually like got into character. Really? I, in my opinion it was more so like i was trying to pay attention and put my energy into figuring out what was going on yeah to that i wasn't able to really care about what was going on does that make sense yeah like i was trying to yeah. figure out what was happening right and i wasn't able to it care about what was happening to yeah them. it wasn't like a 
an easy watching like an easy viewing experience it was because you're having you're having to like keep up and keep track and not in a good way there are there are films where like you have to pay attention and like take in all of the details to make sure you understand what's happening but it's it's like this isn't that type of film no, not this really. is this isn't that type of film at all. This is like a feel good like Christmas story. People watch yeah. this movie for like for Christmas. Yeah, it's like a Christmas movie for most people. Yeah, and like the 1994 version, absolutely, I understand that will become like a part of our our Christmas traditions. We're watching Little Women every fucking year. Dope. <laughs> but like it's the 2019 version, right? Absolutely not. We no. Watch both of them. No. I just, yeah, I. So let's I think we, let's move on to the casting. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Well, so I'll I'll say this which will then lead into casting. Okay. If you're going to jump back and forth so much, have age appropriate actors play the flashback scenes. Yeah. Because she had one set of actors playing the sisters the whole fucking time. So you have grown women Emma Watson is 30 years old. Here, we'll look them up. Emma Watson is 30 years old. Florence Pugh is 24 years old. Uh, Saoirse Ronan is my age. She is 26 years old. She's older than me. Timothy Chalamet is four, is 14. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet 25. is 25. <laughs> no, he his birthday is in December, so he's 24 right now. Oh, okay. Um, and then Eliza Scanlon is 21 so she's the youngest so she played beth who is not the youngest in the in the right she's the second youngest amy is the youngest so all of these grown women are now playing 14 12 teenagers preteens and teenagers and like sersha could sersha could could pass could pass like sersha could maybe get away with like playing uh a younger like 16 17 yeah i think a little more needed to be done to make her it's not that she looks she doesn't she certainly doesn't look like she's 26 no um and she didn't in the film but you can tell that like it wasn't quite right for because she was supposed to be playing a 15 year old oh yeah yeah like like her character joe is 15 for like a majority of the flashbacks like okay. 15 to 17 is like and then like when she goes to new york she's 19 yeah so and then emma watson was 17 and then she got married at 20 okay and then amy was 12 for all of all of the scenes that we like see amy in when she's like at home she was like 12 oh. to like 14 yeah beth was like 13 and she died at she died when she was 18 no so that scene on years. the beach where she's like i'm i'm okay with dying i'm comfortable with dying right she was 19 oh okay so and then i think she died like a year or maybe like a year or so two 20. later like 20 or 21 when she yeah. died <sighs> um but my biggest gripe is with amy because florence, Sorry, florence Pugh is not a 12 year old girl she is a 24 well-developed woman she has a deep voice like florence florence Pugh has a very grown-up voice yeah and you can tell woman yeah she's yeah she's a she's a woman and like she has boobs and she has like curves to her she's like very very clearly not a 12 year old girl (laughs) and so to have a 24 year old 
polite and it's one thing to like okay well we're just not gonna like we're gonna ignore the age thing we're just gonna assume that like like if you change if you're going back and forth with the timeline and you're like changing things around then it makes but like but (laughs) it makes sense to like kind of make the the like amount of time between jumping back and forth like like ambiguous yeah except that we and the very first time that they flash back it goes seven years earlier so we know that florence Pugh, amy is supposed to be 12 yeah and you have this 24 year old woman playing a 12 year old it's so uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable it is the most disgusting thing that i've ever seen (laughs) like a little much it is a little but it is very cringy it's very cringy so basically like the scene the scene that's the cringiest is when amy gets in trouble for her pickled limes at school and then she her teacher uses corporal punishment slaps her hand with like a a A ruler ruler or something something. she then like oh and and another thing about that scene is like you when she's in the schoolhouse when they changed it of like that doesn't matter i don't I, i'm not even like picking on the things that got changed in in like all of the notes yeah. i didn't even go over like the things that got changed because like oh. again like it happens it happens and it's fine and like nothing that was changed in the movie really like bothered me necessarily like it would it's just like i was mad that these big things happened and so i was then nitpicking because i fucking hate it and i was just going off so um but i do have a couple of things that did change that i really don't understand why um and i'll get into those so basically she gets in trouble at school for having pickled limes she gets corporal punishment but in that scene when she's in the schoolhouse she's surrounded by extras who are very clearly 12 yeah who are or like if they're not 12 they look 12 they look young they are school-aged children and then they basically put someone who was like closer to florence in age like next to her yeah and i'm like you literally like she looks gigantic compared to the desk that she's she's sitting in because she's a grown woman yeah (laughs) it's infuriating so then she leaves the schoolhouse and like Lori and and Mr. Brooks like hear her crying outside their window and in the cringiest thing that happens in the entire fucking film you see Florence Pugh a grown ass woman just like crying and like act literally acting like what what grown women think 12 year olds act like where it's like you and and someone that I was talking to was like honestly like you can't like you can't expect grown women to be able to tap into an inner child like that. Like once we reach a certain age, we have no way of like going Going back back. and acting that immature because the thing is, is like, it's not even like, Oh, she just didn't act it. Well, no, it's impossible. You can't, you can't as a 24 year old woman act 12 and have it come off as, as authentic Authentic or like (laughs) just like not cringy at all. It is the cringiest thing. It is awful. And I hated it. That is my, that's my biggest gripe. Like if you were going to go back and forth with the timeline, at least have age appropriate actors so that it's not uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. And And anyone who says that they loved the movie, if they don't have an issue with the fact that like you have grown women very clearly like, playing 12 year olds then like i don't know what to tell you because like we're just we're not on the same wavelength here yeah like it doesn't work it doesn't make sense i hated it it was 
awful. <laughs> but, and like, we already talked about how just like the characters' interactions with each other are very shallow. They're like uncomfortable. Yeah. They're like, they're just like, they're weird. Like they, like no one I, has like the, ana- the the closest thing that happened. Like the closest thing to natural chemistry that we saw is when Joe and Lori were like when Lori proposed to Joe. Th- I was gonna say that was thing. like the that closest was actually thing. a very like I thought a good scene. Yeah, it was a good scene. Honestly. It was shot well and yeah. like and the there was like chemistry and but again it's because Timothy Chalamet plays sad very well. He does. He plays he plays drama he, very well. He plays yeah. Timothy Chalamet in like a dramatic role. Yeah. I think he would be very good. Yeah. Because he's got that sort of like natural moodiness like broody, to him. Yeah. yeah he's very, uh, he's, I mean, this picture that I'm looking at of him is very broody. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, but like Lori is such like a, a fun, like, like prankster. Like he's a prankster the whole, the whole book. Yeah. He and did like, good though in like in the attic when, like they were asked like yeah the and, and he, i don't tried wanna, i don't want to say that like the whole movie the actors like didn't do well in their role i don't want to there like, were scenes there that were, were really good. there were a couple of scenes that you could pick out that were okay um that i didn't like absolutely <laughs> detest but for the most part if you're looking at like the movie as a whole it's just it's not good yeah it's not good and so my my friend was like, "You're incorrect, though." And I was like, "I really don't think that I am." Like, that's <laughs> I'm like, it's a difference of opinion. And I get like, I get, I don't even know that nostalgia for the story can carry you through a new version of it. Like for me, like with Harry Potter, I objectively know that the movies fucked up so much shit from yeah. the books like yeah. i know that the movies didn't do a good job because when i reread so i i read harry potter like as a kid like as the books were coming out and yeah. then i i reread them as an adult yeah i and, haven't reread them as an and when i was rereading them as an adult i was texting my friend ellen and i was like what the fuck they miss all of this in the movie and i was so mad about yeah. the movies but like i'll still watch the movies and it's just, nostalgia carries me through it's fine yeah. and so but i like i don't know that nostalgia works in the same way when it's a new adaptation so do you think like a new harry potter i don't even want anyone to try i i harry potter netflix series i don't i don't know really i don't know i don't know that i would even watch it i i'd give it a shot yeah i would i would would have have you give me give it a shot and you knowing me you could be like yeah yeah. it's not worth your time they would have a season to win me over and then (laughs) that's it i just because i because here's the thing when it comes and we're gonna we're gonna go off on a tangent here when it comes to harry potter i think that harry potter is casted perfectly really yeah like every single and and again it might just be nostalgia i honestly like yeah it's hard to tell like whether you don't have like a like a lupin like i fucking love lupin really yeah no i so the thing the thing that and it's they talk about it in in potterless the the one (laughs) the one podcast that i listen to um he talks about it in potterless where uh they wanted alan rickman for snape so badly that they had to then make all of the other like adult characters older than they actually were because harry's parents died when they were 21 yeah so like they but like in the movie they look like they're like early 30s maybe mid 30s 
that's not the case <laughs> they were supposed to be 21 yeah they were supposed to be younger than us Young. yeah um they were supposed to be fucking beth's age <laughs> but like but i don't but like harry hermione and ron and like all of the like kids like fred and george and you know charlie and bill and yeah. luna lovegood and neville and like all of those things i think that the, all of those characters were casted perfectly and i don't I don't know that if I hadn't, if I like, I wish, I almost wish that I could go back and read the books without knowing who the actors who played them were. So you could build the characters. So that yourself. I could build the characters in my head. Yeah. Um, because I don't remember what the characters looked like in my head when I was a kid. Right. Because I have a shit memory and childhood trauma makes me forget most things. Um, <laughs> but to in, in my head, when I reread the books, like some of the characters the way she like described them was kind of vague but i do think that they were casted like very well wow. um i think we could have done with a, a little bit more diversity but we as we know jk rowling is an absolute garbage person okay. so so then going based off of reading little woman how do you think just as far as like visual look like how you think so you don't get into visuals really yeah they don't really they don't okay. they don't talk much about like how everyone looks okay. uh, they do they do in a sense like we know that amy has like golden hair we know okay. that amy is blonde yeah um and but like in terms of like what their faces look like like we know joe is tall we know that amy is blonde but like there's not a whole Nose. lot of like Oh yeah, Amy's nose is supposed yeah. to be flat, which it's Florence Pugh has literally the most perfect like small like like perfectly she has the perfect nose. She has a nose that people would pay money for. Yeah. So again, you can tell that Greta Gerwig just selected actors actresses and actors who were hot like who who are just like big names right now yeah. or like are are coming up and will be big names yeah like and this was like stars yeah yeah just but yeah in the book you don't really get into like specifics of like what each character looks like it's more of just like their vibe okay their vibe no really no it's just like it doesn't Not feel right because Saoirse? even Sersha. really yeah so like it's just it, there's so much disappointment it, there, it's just it's nothing but disappointment it's just i feel i felt dead inside after i watched the movie because i was just like i wanted it to be so good <laughs> it wasn't yeah um yeah so okay so my other big huge gripe with and this may be actually with this is probably with screenplay rather than just casting the first scene that we see of Joe, she, um, she's talking, she like brings her book to the newspaper guy, yeah, Mr. Dashwood. Um, and th that's fine. That's whatever. But then she like takes her, she basically like lets the professor read one of her stories, which never happens in the book. Um, so the way that that fight happens is that, um the professor like reads one of those reads like a sensation re basically like he reads like the newspaper or like he has like so he has a paper hat on his head because of a girl that we never meet mm -hmm. put it there but 
like we meet her in the book we don't meet her in the movie that's yeah. what i mean um and he takes it off and he's like looking at the newspaper or whatever and he like has suspicions that like joe is writing for the or newspaper. like yeah or that joe is writing like sensational stories that have like gore and like you know they're yeah. like fantasy or, or whatever and he gives sort of like an off-handed lecture where it's mm. like i don't think that these are morally good but he's not he's not pointing anything at right. joe but it kind of is it, it kind of yeah. is it 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 gets to the point where like he's just saying these things and like in his head he knows that he's directing them towards her but joe has been hiding like she's been she, hiding it. She, yeah. yeah she she's been hiding it and she submits everything anonymous anonymously so she's like oh well even if he does read one of my stories like he won't know it's me it's fine right. and then she like after that lecture she goes back to her room and she's like reading through all of the things she's written and then she decides to just not write anymore yeah um and she burns all of the things that she writes and she doesn't like send in any more stories or anything like that because he's because he's right yeah um and she agrees with him in uh they do make it a little bit of a and i get cinematically why I get like why you would make it like a in an a more open argument. And in 1994, they did it where like it was actually like a conversation yeah. that they had. But then like in the 2019 version, in Gerwig's version, she Joe is like waiting for him to finish one of her stories, and then the professor is just straight up like, "I don't like it." Yeah, very blunt. Very blunt. Which like <laughs> he's not. The, that that was my big thing too is like the professor is such a warm and lovable character literally so many times in the books they had talked about how every single person who had met the professor fucking loved him yeah and like and they made like mrs kirk who's the she owns the boarding house they made her like frumpy and angry and mean she's not she's warm and loving and inviting she's friends with like their mom and and so but then like so basically he says i don't like it and is kind of rude about it to be honest and then joe <laughs> if if joe was in 2020 she would have said fuck you she called him a blowhard in like 1868 first of all i'm not even sure that that was an insult back then i like blowhard and Joe Joe has a hot temper. Like we we know that about Joe. Yeah. But by the time that she was in New York, she had gotten her temper under control. So like maybe she would have called him a blowhard like if she was like 15 and like didn't have a control over like her right. tongue or anything. But like at 19 when she's in New York, she's not going to just like go off on this guy. And basically that they make it seem like like she left because because they got into the fight. Because, yeah, because they fought. But then also we don't see the professor come back until the end of the movie. Yeah. And so like you have no one, you have no idea why he came back because like from what we know, like they ended on bad terms, which they didn't in the book, but they ended on bad terms. So basically like he has no reason to come back. So it makes no sense why he came back. Yeah. It doesn't set up their relationship really at all. It doesn't set up the relationship at all. And then, um, like, and then 
you like get this one scene like when she's on her way to like catch him at the train station you get this one scene where like she had just arrived at the boarding house and she bumped shoulders with him and we're supposed to believe that joe fucking march fell in love at first sight no absolutely not she literally the in her whole the whole thing about her character is that she is just like so independent so fiery so like like she's gonna be a like, spencer she's gonna she was determined to like be an independent spencer and pay her own way and like just live her fucking life and like she refused she refused Lori, who was someone that she had like you know been with her whole like basically they grew up yeah. together and you're you want us to just exp- you want us to like and like at the end they made it seem like i don't know if if gerwig's intention was to make it seem like this whole movie was as if was like a fictional story that joe was writing yeah yeah or it could either be that or it could be how they did it in 1994 where like joe had written out little women and it was just like her retelling like the I adventures think, of her childhood it's that. is yeah. that okay <sighs> so the the editor mr dashwood was like oh well like she needs to get married and then joe was like well why does she need to get married she's been saying the whole time the whole book that she didn't want to get married yeah. and mr dashwood's like readers don't want consistency in their women they want a happy ending or whatever and then we then it cuts to like her making out with the professor or whatever and i'm just like no no i almost would have preferred that they didn't that the professor wasn't in the movie at all i would have much preferred him not be in the movie because one the scenes in new york we don't have many scenes in new york like two or three yeah the literally like it's just ah it's so bad you could have just cut the professor out entirely he didn't need to be there my last gripe about the movie this is well i'll say this and then i'll talk about the 1994 version very quickly for like a nice palette we got to end on a positive note you know my last gripe is how gerwig wrote amy and joe's relationship making it seem like joe and amy just like always but it which like they did butt heads but like there was always tension between there them. there was though. always some sort of fight between them yeah it's like it's like gerwig like left out all of the parts where like all of the sisters were very loving and whatnot and she just put in the parts where like joe and amy fucking hated each other yeah and like which like they never hate each other that's the thing it's like joe hates amy like when she burns her book but like also she gets she's, over it though yeah she gets over it very quickly and it's like so she had written written it so that when when Lori then basically like switches to amy and he's like i'm over joe i'm gonna go with amy now yeah. which like i don't know i don't know that i even agreed with that like in the book but that's that's whatever but basically like when Lori was in france and they fucked up all the france scenes like all of those were just weird yeah they were very jumbled like miss like, yeah not yeah. in the right order yeah yeah let's actually let's just talk about france real quick because the first scene that we see of Lori and and amy and france is at the christmas party and gerwig wrote Lori like drunk 
and like yeah. belligerent, which makes no fucking sense. No sense. That never happens in the book. It added literally nothing to the plot at all. Yeah. Like, like, <sighs> basically, like, Lori had given up <laughs> his, like, he wasn't a party boy. He he never, like, got drunk. He just, like, enjoyed wine every now and then. He played billiards with the boys. Yeah. You know? Saturdays at the billiard hall with the boys. But, like, <laughs> like he was never, like, a drunkard. And he was never really just, like, courting women all the time. Yeah. And so, they, I mean, like, apparently he had, like, a new love every weekend. But it wasn't, like, a vulgar sort of thing. It wasn't, like, a weird, like, oh, there goes Lori with his new piece of meat. Like, yeah. no. But the way that she wrote, like, the, literally, and that's the first, kind of the first time that we really, like, see Lori after, so they, they like, meet. Yeah. And it's, like, he's broody and whatever. But then, like, that's the time that he has, like, more lines or I don't I don't know. I don't know why she made him drunk and belligerent and I don't know why she made him like like Fred Vaughn everyone and like throw his champagne glass up in the air. The fuck? It made no sense. That one actually like made me angry because it it added nothing to the story. Yeah. Like it it was a it was a director writer's choice that I was like you're wrong. <laughs> but then and, the, and then when when Lori Lori never really like it's the way that Lori and Amy's relationship developed was that they just kind of like came to an understanding that they did actually love each other. But like obviously but we never got to we never got to know the characters deep enough to sort of like see that happen. Yeah. And so Lori had basically like kind of like proposed in a way where he was basically like don't marry fred vaughn and then he like looks at her in a certain way i can't remember exactly how it happened because i was like raging at this point because then amy goes she starts crying and then she was like i won't be second to joe not when i've loved you my entire life which again never happens i Ooh, I can't. I can't. It and and the thing that makes me mad because like Greta Gerwig is like, oh, I'm I'm such like a feminist, like blah blah blah, whatever. The thing that makes me so fucking pissed about that particular line is that now you are creating this sort of like competition between Joe and Amy over a man, and that is the that is the like the the conditioning that women are fed from the patriarchy is that we are in constant competition with each other for the attention of a man. It's just, it's, it's like reinforcing that sort of narrative. That's such bullshit because like these, these two sisters, yeah, they didn't always get along, but they never were in competition with each other. Joe in the book, literally like Beth was like, Oh, I was looking forward to making Lori, like to having Lori as an actual brother. And Joe literally says, well then let Amy have him. There's a cat in your yard. Hello? Kitty? Oh, huh. Oh my god. Well, we don't have any cats and neither no. do, do his parents. Yeah. Oh, I want to pet it. Yeah, let's hope the dogs don't see. Hmm? Let's hope the dogs don't see. Yeah. Yeah, they'll go nuts. Um I think all of them are asleep for the most part. Yeah. So, anyway, but it's just like it does 
it does a disservice to both Joe and Amy as characters. Yeah. But then, and then like when Amy gets back from France, when like they're already married and whatnot, she was kind of like tiptoeing around Joe. And, and then like when they finally like met, she was like, Oh, I thought you would be so angry with me. What? No, it's just, it never happened. It never happened. Joe was surprised, but she like, (laughs) it's so stupid. It's so stupid. And I don't understand like, why one why as someone who claims to like be all about like women empowerment and like feminism and and things like that why you would write that that narrative in especially since you then also get a monologue from amy about how like even if she married rich like it's not her money like all of her money would belong to her husband and things like that and blah 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 and whatever and like and then like Joe's monologue at the end about like not making her heroine marry just for the fuck of it basically yeah. I don't I don't know I don't understand why the things that she added were added when the book could have done it itself yeah well yeah. the book did do it that yeah. was the thing that made me mad too is that like I feel <laughs> I feel like I feel like Greta Gerwig ripped up little women tossed all the pages in the air and then the ones that landed on her desk and she just like that's how she arranged the movie she was like oh i'm just gonna these ones that landed on my desk like it made it made no sense and i hated almost every minute of it and i will not watch it again (laughs) um even when i get some space from it i will not well i don't know i don't want to say never but i won't watch it in the next five years wow i just i can't um but let's talk about the 1994 version just for a hot (laughs) second because we're an hour in um we're an hour in and all of you've only been listening to me yelling about how much i hate this movie um the 1994 version is absolute perfection it is there's nothing there's not a oh oh one last thing why the fuck was bob odenkirk mr march why was better call saul Papa March. What the fuck? No. No. He he even looks slimy as fuck in the movie. And like he's and been fighting I, a war. Not, not by the time that we see him like without his hat on. He's he was he was recovering like in the hospital for a long time before he came home. He was, he was recovering in the hospital. Okay, but that's the thing. Like even after like even when we see him later, he still looks slimy. Like he just just, he (sighs) Bob Odenkirk will never I've I think like the only thing that I have seen and remember him in is fucking Breaking Bad. He will never not be a slimy lawyer to me. And like and I don't and again, I'm not faulting any of the actors or actresses in this film. I have no qualms with them as actors. I think they're all good. But Greta Gerwig's casting. It yeah. It (laughs) just why Bob Odenkirk? Yeah why why I, I think they've done things in the past together like i think that's why sersha was like they've done things in the oh past, yeah well in Bird, well like, fucking um gerwig is about to make sersha and and timothy chalamet her fucking johnny depp and helena bonham carter yeah like they're gonna be in every film that she does yeah. because she's trying to basically like 
claimed them. I I would bet yeah. money on it. Oh yeah, the way that Tim Burton has Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter in all of her films. Yeah, I just uh, his films. Yeah, I just I can't. So anyway, Better Call Saul is the father. If that doesn't make you want to not watch the movie because it's like what the fuck? It's the weirdest casting ever. That's the weirdest casting out of all of them. Besides yeah. the fact that you didn't get age appropriate actresses for the younger scenes, yeah. that's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. It just it doesn't match at all. Yeah. So anyway, the 1994 version is absolute perfection. If you want a nice like perfect Christmas adaptation. <laughs> Honestly, like I will say this, um out of all of like the movie adaptations of any book ever that it, that have ever existed, the 1994 Little Women is probably like the best movie adaptation of any book that I've seen. Really? Yeah. And like and make no mistake, like Pride and Prejudice 2005 is my absolute favorite movie. But I think that the the movie adaptation of Little Women in 1994 is better, is better as a movie adaptation. Yeah. It is it gets it gets all of the details you need. All of the characters are casted so well. They have such good chemistry together. The relationships that they have with each other are perfect. Like Susan Sarandon is great as the, as the mom, like, and that was another thing is like Laura Dern. was way too like forward and like, and it's, it's not necessarily that it's like a bad thing, but she, it wasn't right for, for Mrs. March. For like, too brash. Like, she, she was just very, she was very like, open and forward and and like she's very lively yeah she was very which like man and which like marmy is not marmy is very calm she's like she walks into a room and instantly you just feel comforted oh, that okay. that's the sort of energy that you're supposed to have gotcha. with marmy and like with with laura dern like again she's great but like it's not it's not the right energy yeah um and so yeah and then like they've they <laughs> the timeline is chronological so everything makes sense you feel for the characters because you have time to get to know them and their history and their story and their relationships with each other that death scene (laughs) god like and that's what i'm saying is like the scenes where in the book i was absolutely i was so i was reading the book and when joe and beth go to the beach and beth tells joe like i know i'm going to die and i have accepted that and basically like the only thing i have left to do is to make you and the rest of the family comfortable with that at that point in the book i was sobbing yeah Uh, like i had to put down the book get up hug christian and like have him just fucking hold me until i stopped crying and then i went back to the book like that's that's how like powerful that scene should have been and in the in the 2019 version you just don't care yeah you're just like oh yeah that's sad and then you move on yeah it's weird like i just like i didn't shed a single tear and for someone who was sobbing uncontrollably while reading the book and i cried multiple times i cried when beth got her piano i cried when like there were so many times that i cried i can't name them all but it's just like in the 1994 version you cry when like you're supposed to yeah because you you've connected with the character you cry when they're happy and like they're all emotional and you cry like when they're sad and when beth dies because you've developed a relationship with these characters and you know like you can feel for them and then also you sort of feel like you're a part of of the family that you're watching yeah 
and it's just like it's such like a good it's it's such it's so good it's so good and so if you haven't seen any of the little women adaptations just fucking skip 2019 because it's god awful or if you're a like masochist and you want to just like you've listened to this podcast and now you're like i gotta know then sure go for it but, but also, don't pay you, money for it also why have you listened to this entire podcast <laughs> yeah i don't listen uh yeah that's that's it. that's all i got i feel emotionally drained same yeah and you just sat here and listened to it the whole time yeah you did say something you did say something about how the 2019 version was shot like cinematically that you didn't like oh i just didn't and it's it's literally just like a personal thing like i i didn't like that a lot of the shots that were supposed to be like locked off and like on a tripod uh were shot handheld but they were still kind of shaky yeah I, I, it was just like a personal like preference that i i wasn't really a big fan of but yeah. that's literally like it's that's, tiny yeah that's a very tiny thing yeah all right um but other than that like cinematography was pretty like it's a very pretty movie yeah. as far as like how it was looks and everything like that yeah i i will um, say like i liked the the set i liked the set and setting for the 2019 version a slightly better yeah than the 1994 just because you have like there's so much you know like you have so much available to you yeah. now yeah like there's no reason to not have like a beautiful like and it's a big set. budget yeah and a huge budget yeah so like it like i'll give it that yeah i like the the scene the scenery a little better right i God, I wish you could. You can just see her paws. Omelet is laying on her back, tongue out, paws in. The, she is so comfortable right now. I can't handle it. I'm gonna take a picture of it. Um, yeah, but that's that's all we got for you. This is episode 15. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> um, it's I. I am. I literally am so emotionally drained that I don't know what to even say. Um, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Join us on Patreon. Um, we do have some. We have a one dollar tier. Anything helps. Um, share this with your friends. Yeah. Rate and review on Apple Podcast. Tell people to listen to us. Um, there are so many like free ways that you can help this podcast grow. Um, and we greatly appreciate literally anything that y'all do to help yeah. us like make this a, a thing that we can do um all the time because yeah. this is really fun like this is right now it's sort of like a side project but honestly like i have a lot of fun like recording the episodes and like yeah, just yeah. sitting here and talking with you yeah um and hopefully like <laughs> hopefully you know we still have listeners that are enjoying it I don't know that we necessarily have any new listeners, but I hope that there are at least some people from the beginning that yeah, the diehards that listening. listen. Yeah, we really appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for thanks for being here. But yeah. we what do we have coming up? Um, Just, uh, give a little bit of like a teaser. Let's see. Next week, oh, next week we are going to be talking about cooking tips. Yeah. Um, because I we'll get into it, but I do, we do a lot of cooking, a lot of cooking. Um, and I've had a bunch of people on Instagram just like curious about 
cooking and asking me like how did I get into it and all of that kind of stuff. So we're gonna do an episode on like cooking. We might do a couple of episodes. Yeah, actually. it'll probably be a couple. Yeah, we'll do we'll do a couple of episodes that'll cover like cooking basics, like the things that everyone should have and know. Um, maybe like an episode on like food culture and like food systems Mm -hmm. which is what my degree is in yeah and we'll we'll and like maybe we'll just talk about like easy recipes and things like that um but we want to incorporate food a little bit more into it just because it plays like a huge role in our life but then also like for november today's november 2nd when we're recording this Mm -hmm. um when this goes out it'll be like the ninth or something yeah but uh for the month of november we are not eating out at all um which like we don't eat out anyway because there's a pandemic but um we'll like run through the drive yeah we like take out and stuff. yeah so we're gonna we're gonna try and not do that so that means that we're focused a lot um more on cooking this month so, yeah. yeah yeah and it's our anniversary month oh yeah so later on we have some kind of cute as shit yeah it'll be real cheesy and shit yeah we're gonna (laughs) on the episode that's coming out the 23rd which is the day of our anniversary Mm -hmm. um we're gonna be talking about what was it like reasons why we're meant for each other yeah shit like that and it'll be both like sentimental but then also like just goofy as fuck yeah um dumb shit (laughs) so that'll be fun and then the last episode that's coming out this month will be another couples therapy where we are talking about things that we wish we could have told like our younger selves. Yeah. Um, Cause I think like everyone has that moment where they're like, fuck, I wish I would have known that so that I wouldn't have to like learn it the hard way. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, we're going to go through that, but yeah, thanks yeah, for, stay tuned. Thanks for listening and we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Bye, Bye guys.